Hello, everyone. Roomies and room, roommates. Room, what is it? Roommates. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lindsay. That is Maria. And we are old college roommates. And, That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I have a degree in film. And Maria has been a um, movie critic for the past 20 years. And we are going yeah. to review the movie. And we are reviewing um, Death by Temptation this week. This is a movie that Maria has not seen. I haven't seen it. I before. hadn't even heard of this movie before. Really? <laughs> you know, I've ran into a lot of people that have not heard about this movie, which is yeah. wild. Because I remember watching it as a kid. So, But I probably haven't watched it since I was a kid. No. Like, I'm sure I haven't watched it since I was a kid. So you watched it again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I end up watching it a couple more times, so um totally different from what i remember but um but it was still fun nonetheless so (laughs) (laughs) so let's jump into it so um we have a uh (laughs) we have an opening scene where we have this uh bartender which um if anybody remembers a little movie called The Five Heartbeats. He was Flash in The Five Heartbeats. So um, he's the bartender in this movie. And he's on a phone with presumably a, a, a lady that is married. And he's talking to No, 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 no. That's the second lady. He's on the phone with the first lady who's apparently pregnant. And he's like, and he's like, well, I don't see says, Why can't you just get an abortion? I don't see what the big deal is. He yeah. said, "Yeah, just send me the just send me the bill, and I'll send you the check in the mail." Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was like, "Oh, I hope he dies first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was pretty. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just painting the picture on how much of a sleaze this guy is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he has a lady that is um with a child that apparently he didn't want. Then he gets on the phone with the second lady who is married. And he's talking about a fantasy that he has with um, her um, being home. He wants to wear her 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 husband's clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so he ends that call. And then there is a um, young lady at the end of the bar. And um, she asks for a drink. And then hits on him. And so, um, it worked because, you know, he, men are easy, so. Uh, Especially this guy, he's just very full of himself. Yes, oh yeah. Some, one too many people told him his hair was, uh, good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, she takes him home, you know, they, um, are getting hot and heavy, they go into the shower, and then next thing you know, but he, she will not let him kiss her. She won't let him kiss her at all. Um, they were kissing in the in the um, in the shower. Only then, but before it's like they're you know they're like just kind of he's trying to kiss her for like a good five minutes yeah, and yeah, she yeah. won't let him. Right, right, but they're but they're getting real hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah. She gets his she gets his belt and ties it around his neck and everything. Yeah, like it was it she was on one. Yeah, she was definitely on one. (laughs) And so they uh yeah, so they get into the shower and they're, you know, kissing and then next thing you know, it looks like he's trying to pull away from her and then the shower starts um the water starts coming out red. And so then once he gets away from her we realized that he was trying to pull away from her and he runs out of the house or tries to run out of the house but he runs out of the um, bathroom and out of the room completely butt naked full frontal and all full frontal yeah and so he's trying to run from her but um he couldn't get out of the apartment the the door was locked and he couldn't unlock it and so she catches him at the door. And then the next thing you know, we see a bunch of blood coming from up under the door. And the door is rattling and we hear him screaming. 
So yeah, that was the first kill. <laughs> so, um, then we shoot to a scene that shows Samuel L. Jackson, which is so funny because when the movie first came out, the big star was Kadeem Hardison. Yeah, 100%. Yes. So yeah. now with the movie being resurfaced, because it's on a lot of streaming platforms right now. Yeah. And with the movie being resurfaced, they put down Samuel L. Jackson as if he is like one of the stars. The lead. Yeah. Right. So it's it's so funny how it's being rebranded now. But I mean, but it didn't make sense from a marketing standpoint. But yeah, I mean, because Kadeem Hardison, of course, was in uh, a different world. Right. Super, super popular and everything. Right. Like I had, I wanted those Dway Wade glasses so bad you could flip yeah. up the the lenses and the shades and everything. Just yes. like, yeah. Yes, they were iconic. Yes. Iconic. So, yeah. So, um, we shoot to a scene that um, has Samuel L. Jackson in it, and he's preaching to an empty church. Um, the only person that's in the church is his young son. And then this lady pops up with um, all black on with a black veil. And um, Samuel L. Jackson's character... Um, which is the preacher, excuse me, he is seeing this because this lady yeah. is, like, coming behind this young kid, which is the preacher's son, and grabbing him, having some type yeah, of hold on Yeah, she puts her him. hands on his shoulders. Yeah, and so um, with that or whatnot, he, it's um, implied that this is, like, a devil trying to grab a hold of his son. So he sends his son off to live with um, the son's grandparents. In so, North Carolina. In North Carolina, right. So with the kid there, um, the preacher and the preacher's wife was in a car and they see this same person that was grabbing a hold of their son in the middle of the street. Well, um, the preacher continues to drive going towards the lady and the preacher's wife is like that's a lady in the street what are you doing you're gonna hit her and so they start fighting over the wheel and they end up wrecking killing both of them in the wreck so um yeah so then we we cut to another scene where we see um the preacher in a casket and the same lady that's in the all black with the black veil she puts a black rose on um, the preacher's body in the casket, and then she leaves the church. So, from that point on, the preacher's son is with the grandma, and um, he's pretty much walking in his father's footsteps. So then we end up cutting to him being um, an adult. And well, also, it seems like he and his grandmother share dreams and have some kind of connection. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it it seems to me like um the um the son's name is Joel and it seems to me like he's having these dreams and it's like a premonition for the for the grandma mm -hmm. you know but it's it's the same thing like the what they're seeing is the same thing right. and um it's just like different cut scenes of this lady that keeps popping up that's in the all black with the black veil they're seeing her in different type of scenes and stuff like that and I feel like I feel like the uh, grandma knew it was something mm. but Joel didn't know what it was you know but he kept waking up in these cold sweats and whatnot because he just don't know what's going on so he feels like he needs a break because he's going into um, seminary school so he feels like he needs a break. So he's hitting up his brother that lives in New yeah. York. He wants to see what this life thing is about. Right. And that is played by Kadeem Hardison. Um, his name was... K. K, right. I was going to say J. <laughs> so, yeah. And it took like a 30 minutes into the movie before he showed up. Yeah. 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 It, take, it takes a minute. It takes a minute. So um, he's like, 
Kay is like this big shot in New York. He's done these movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So he's um, in sequels. Like yeah, yeah, like he's a big deal. And he's like um, an action star, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um and you know, he he from you know, he's from uh North Carolina as well, but he didn't made it in the big city now, you know. So Joel hits him up or whatever, you know, lets him know like I need a break. I need to come visit. And so he's like, yeah, come on up. I'm just thinking about Kay's apartment because, like, he's been in all these movies and whatnot. Uh-huh. And he absolutely lives in a studio. You know, I chopped that up to be in New York. And, hey, he lives by himself in New York. So, yeah. So I gave him a pass. Now, if he was, like, in another city... Living in the studio, then I'll be like, okay, now he's showboating and he really ain't living that life. But <laughs> New York, yeah, I'll give it to him because New York's uh, rent is astronomical. So it is, it is. But yeah. I was like, man, yeah. he can't get a wall. Yeah, right. <laughs> At least one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So yeah. So Joel um gone ahead. He goes on ahead and um packs up and, you know, for his vacation to New York. Now, the day that he's coming to New York, Kay finds himself at the bar. And um, at the bar, he is completely love-struck at first sight by this lady that's sitting at the end of the um, bar. Yeah, this mystery lady who's always at the bar and, you know, she's the hottest lady there. She's got these long gold fingernails and everything. Yes. Which back then was a big deal. People weren't really wearing long nails like that. Not that long, yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. So she she peeps him. Um, even though there is another man that's trying to, you know, seduce her or whatever. Um, he blows. She blows that man off, and then she goes and sits in a booth. And um, Kay comes and sits with her, and they are really just love struck. And uh, the lady, she go, she is, um, she's um, credited as temptress. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because before she met, she meets Kay. She we see her with another guy, uh, Norman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, the Norman character. So this is a guy who comes to the bar. Um, his first time um, coming into the bar, and as soon as he comes through the threshold, he takes his ring off. And so, he goes and he hits on Temptress. And he ends up um, going home with her. And he asks her, like, he asks her, like, you know, do you want to see, he offers to get her some champagne, right? Mm-hmm. And the the type of bar they're in, I'm like, they do not have any champagne. This is not that kind of bar. Right, right. You know? And uh, she's so funny to me because she starts going up this list of like expensive champagnes. Mm-hmm. Well, do you have this? Do you have this? You know good and well they do not have that champagne, have girl. It. Right. You know they don't have it. Like, come on. You here you're here every night. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, they they have their report or whatever, and then he ends up going home with her. And when he goes home with her, um, you know, they're getting hot and heavy in the bed and whatnot. And then she breaks out a feather. A peacock feather. Yeah. And she's doing all kinds yeah. of things with the feather. I mean, he's just losing it. Yeah. Like, you know, like, wow. he, this is the best he's ever had it, you know? I mean, just the most amazing peacock feather you've ever, you ever experienced. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know what them peacock feathers is about, but apparently it's a good thing. But yeah. And so then, next thing you know, the feather turns into a knife. And so she is like rubbing, you know, like rubbing him down with the knife. Then she And we get an extreme close-up on his nipple. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then she... Was that necessary? I mean, I don't know if it was necessary necessary for to be that close right. you know there, i mean there's a few things in this movie that wasn't necessary so, yeah yeah they make a lot of choices in this movie which uh honestly are are really great for the most part 
Mm-hmm. Now it was just like, I don't know why I had to be so close. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so yeah, so we have that. And then um, she cuts him. She cuts him with a knife. Um, and then the next thing you know, um, we have a scene where he wakes up. Now, I was surprised he even woke up. but um, Me yeah. too. Yeah, so he woke up. I was like, ooh, Norman made it. Right, right, you know? And so, yeah, so he woke up. And, you know, he's putting on his clothes or whatnot, and he goes over to the mirror, and he sees all these cuts and scratches, and then we see the deep scratches in his back. Like, these are not normal scratches. These are no. like a werewolf scratch the hell out of his back. Yeah. And so, he's like, what the hell did you do to me? And so... I can't hold on to my wife like this. Right. And she was like, yeah, your wife, when she started laughing, and smoking her cigarette and was like, you know, I gave you something that you ne- that you can't get rid of. Right. And he was like, well, you don't look like you got yeah. something. Now, mind you, this is in 1990. The height right. of... The it was released in 1990, but it's probably filmed in 1989. Which right. Is- <laughs> right. But, remember, but mind you, this is the height of the HIV AIDS epidemic. So the fact that he was saying, like, this conversation parallel to the way mm-hmm. people thought about that. You know what I mean? So it was oh, yeah, just, I was like, is this an AIDS allegory? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was just crazy. <laughs> like just thinking about it in that mindset, it was, was real crazy, you know. So mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah, so anyway we go um yeah, so they go back and forth or whatever. So he was just like, you know, I just thought I would do this one night. You know, just cut ties. And they go. get to do this. They get to walk away. Right. They get to walk away. And yeah, he's not. He's not gonna be able to walk away. Yeah. So he thought he thought he, he's, he thought it was his birthright as a man to be able to cheat on his wife and not feel anything of it and not have any consequences from it. Yeah. Yeah. And he paid the ultimate. But it's not. Yeah. Yeah. He paid. He paid the ultimate price. The moral mm-hmm. of the story, don't cheat on your wife. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, so he leaves and he's, um, because it's in the morning or whatever, and some of the light, um, some of the sunlight is seeping through or whatnot, by the time he reaches the door of the apartment building, he's all fucked up in the face and like mm-hmm. all types of stuff is going on with his skin. So, yeah. Yeah, and I'm trying, I'm like, is she a succubus? Is she a vampire? Like, what is going on? I, I took it as her being a vampire. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, for me, I think uh, it's probably more succubus. Uh-huh. Because we never really see her, like, drinking blood. Mm. We just see her tearing them apart. Well, that one time when the guy came over unannounced and mm-hmm. she was on his back and she wouldn't let go. Mm-hmm. I took that as her drinking his blood right there. That was not what was happening. <laughs> you said absolutely not. So what do you no. think, what do you think was happening? She was pegging him. You think that's what that was? Yes. I mean, I know he said take it out, but I mean, there was a lot of things you can say take it out. And she's behind him, out of frame. But her head was in his back. That's, so what would she what what would be in where then? Her teeth. In that in that position. Her no. Teeth. Okay. No. That's not what was happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. You know, that's what happens when you go over people's house unannounced. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they're begging. They own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a scene. But anyway, so um so yeah, so we have um um back to the uh the scene with the temperatures and Kay. Both of them were talking and whatnot, and she had invited him back to the house and he was just like, I wish I could, but my friend is coming in and um I gotta see him. I gotta get him or whatever. Well so, part, what he says is my partner. Yeah. And then she she gets really excited because her whole thing is like making people cheat, basically. Yeah. Or giving yeah. people opportunity to cheat. Right. Uh, but then, you know, he says, my brother at the end. 
right, right. Yeah, they kept on going back and forth on that. And I'm like, I hear brother one time, then I hear friend, then I hear partner. Like they say all kinds. Of yeah, yeah. So I yeah, because yeah, because I was wondering, I was like, are they brothers or cousins? Right. You know, maybe because it seems that they share the same grandmother, but at some point it sounded like they weren't brothers, and I was confused. Right, right. So yeah, we heard we heard all kinds of <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah, so he didn't go back with her. So he ends up, um, you know, meeting Joel, and they have a conversation, you know, kind of catching up and whatnot. And uh, yeah, um, then I then the next day they go out, and Joel um, gives his opinion on what he's seen of New York so far. Then- I really like the scenes with uh, Joel and Kay. And they have really good chemistry. I think they feel very, you know, familial and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it does seem like they're kind of in a different movie uh, than the Temptress is in when they have their scenes together. Um, but I like both of them. So mm-hmm. why do you why do you say that? Uh, because the beats are different. the The mood is different. Uh, the way it's shot is different. Mm-hmm. Right when we're, when we're with the temptress, where it's a lot more smoky, uh, kind of more abstract with the set presentation, um, you have richer, deeper colors, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when with the, and more dramatic music, and then when the brothers are together, it's much more naturalistic. Okay, okay, um, I can see, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I kind of like it that way. Because oh no, like, I liked it, but yeah. I was just like, oh, this seems like two different movies, but I still like it. Right, right, because it's, it's kind of like a representation of two different worlds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And especially because Joel comes from a whole different world. Right, know? right, right. So, so um, it it worked to their to their um, to their benefit. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, so they uh. So yeah, so he, you know, he's giving his opinion on New York and whatnot, and uh, then they get on um, what they're gonna do that evening. And Kay had mentioned going to the bar and how he had met this lady that he is just smitten with, and he's describing her and whatnot. And then while he's describing her, we have cut scenes to um, the guy that showed up to her house uninvited. So. <laughs> She is like extremely rude to him, extremely rude. But he still yeah. was trying to, you know, trying to get get some. But he's not. fine with it. I guess he, yeah. he likes that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for him to show up there unannounced, I'm assuming that they have done this before. Right. Maybe this was their thing. So, yeah, yeah, this was their thing, but um. She must have had normal sex with him because he, he at some point, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like he wasn't like messed up or anything like that. You know what I mean? That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and and it must have been good enough for him to show up on it now. Come back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so she, um, so while he's talking about this amazing chemistry that he has with Temptress. We have cutscenes of her being extremely rude to this man and then smashing him. And then, as you have pointed out, he may have been pet she may have been pegging him during this scene as well. And then she She absolutely lies. Yeah. <laughs> and then she kills him. Well, so. we also, like you were saying, this is cut with the scene with Kay describing how he feels about um, meeting her in the bar to Joel. How she was, you know, uh, beautiful, but sweet, and innocent, mm-hmm. sexy, and all this stuff. And so all the scenes we see are like making the opposite point of the right. things that he's saying. Right. They're showing completely different, um, a different side of her, if you will. So, um, so yeah, it's a complete contrast to what he was describing. And, um, you know, and then she she kills him. She she tears the hell out of him. She puts those nails to work, and you know, and sidebar the blood in this movie is so red. <laughs> it's very very bright. Like yeah, 
It yeah. does not look like blood at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. It looks like um some ketchup with water in it. Yeah. Yeah, so but anyway. So uh, And uh, it's really dramatic because you have, you know, these all white sheets. And so we see yeah. her tearing through him in shadow and like the blood going everywhere. There's lots of really cool uh, style, stylistic aesthetic uh, choices and shots in this in this movie. Yeah, really great use of lighting. Right, right. And then they have the canopy um, over the bed as well. That's white as well. So makes it even more dramatic because the blood is getting splattered all over, mm-hmm. all over it. You know. So I, I did think like, who is going to clean that? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, but the we, next uh, time we, the next we, time we see her bedroom. It's all red, right? And right, I was like, right. I was like, oh, okay, smart, yeah, right, <laughs> right. But remember, on the first kill, that the apartment was all white, mm-hmm. all white with no furniture. So, yeah, it, yeah, it looked like, and that wasn't a clue, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so they get they get dressed um they have like a whole scene of uh them trying to pick out Joel's outfit to go to the bar and whatnot and so when they go to the bar um the temptress is there and she completely acts like she doesn't know who Kay is and she is um love struck for Joel and Kay thinks it's a joke but because it's so wild it's so wild right because it's like why would you pick him over me and we just had this brilliant connection the other day like what are you doing but how are you acting like we don't even know each other right right that we never met that we didn't trade phone numbers right none of that none of that existed so but yeah but no she she goes for joel and her and Joel have an amazing time at the bar. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Kay is, like, outdone. Like, he don't know what the hell this was about, you know. But he's he's, he's extremely jealous, but he's trying to play like he's not, you know. Mm. So, um, not only that, but, um, Another character that is part of um, that is part of the uh, of the cast is Dougie. Dougie um, is played by I forgot his name, but he played Radio Raheem. Oh yeah. Um, let me pull it up. Um, Bill Nunn. Yeah, it's played by Bill Nunn. Bill Nunn is that stereotypical guy at the bar that's lying to everyone. Oh, I'm an astronaut. Oh, I'm a doctor. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a surgeon. I'm a surgeon. I, I do yeah. kung fu and karate or whatever. Like, right, just right, tell right. the worst lies. The worst <laughs> lies. The corniest lines. He's that guy. Getting at the drinks bar. thrown on him. Yeah. Yeah. All that. So he's that guy at the bar. So he he walks up to Kay. And he's just like, there's something weird with that girl. Like, I don't know what's going on, but it's just, so she's off. So, um, yeah, so then uh, we have the next day where Temptress goes to Kay's apartment to pick up Joel. And she's still acting like she doesn't know him until Joel goes into the back. Then that's when she acts like she does know him. Right. After she's called a bitch and was asked, like, what the fuck are you trying to pull? All this, you know. And I'm like, dang, just because she was playing, like, she didn't know you? She had to be She a wasn't playing? I mean, that was weird. Yeah, like, he snapped. <laughs> he snapped. So, yeah. He's been gaslit. Yeah. Yeah. Lord. So in the middle of their back and forth, there's a mirror there. And Kay turns to the mirror and he realizes that he doesn't see the temptress's reflection. So then he turns back around and he's like looking at the mirror, looking at her, looking at the mirror, looking at her. 
And he is, like, losing it. And so then Joel comes back, and then, like, you know, she turns back into the person that Joel knows. Right. And then um, they leave. But he is... I'm just like, how can you let Joel leave with her? Right, <laughs> right. That was my thing. Like, why did you let that slide? So... You're like, hey, Joel, turn around. Don't you look so cute together? Right. In the mirror? Right. Make sure you, make sure you look good before you leave the house. You know, something. But he, he was stuck. He was completely stuck. He didn't know which way was up and down. Which I get as well, you know. Because it, it ain't every day you run into people that don't cast reflection. So I get it. True, true. So um, he jets over to the bar to talk to Dougie. And he's telling Dougie, like, yo, this bitch is crazy. Like, this is what just happened. I don't know what is going on. And so that's when we find out that Dougie actually is an undercover cop. So all of this is a He's cover. FBI. It's yeah. all a cover. I was like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. This guy's been getting drinks thrown on him and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So, which I mean, I get it. You got to play it off like you're there, you know. So. No, he's been doing a great job. He's been doing a fantastic job. <laughs> so, yeah. So, excuse me. Yeah, so he starts telling him about um, the this case of a person that uh, had an encounter with her, and he said that he felt like it was like stuff in his stomach, you know, moving all around and stuff. And before he uttered her name, snakes came out of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And so they tried to cover up this story, but then in the same breath, they had him on the case. And so the case led him to that bar. So he's been noticing that every time she goes home with somebody, they never return. So he's been watching her this whole time, you know, and um, if you are putting two and two together that people never return, what are you waiting on? Like, I guess evidence, I guess. Uh, I'm I'm confused. Like I will go get the evidence because how many people got to turn up dead? You know uh, what I mean. So yeah, that was that was my confusion on that part. So, but yeah. So like he reveals all this to Kay and whatnot, and um, then they start to work together to try to uh, you know, figure this whole situation out. Meanwhile, while they're doing this, um. Temptress and Joel are on a coffee date and they're talking and whatnot. And um, you know, they're they're uh getting to know each other. Yeah. And the teacher... well, well also before this, uh Joel and Kay had a conversation about uh Joel's uh, morality and, and stances on premarital sex and yeah, you know, and Joel Joel right, and drinking and all that stuff. And Joel's very much I don't drink will not be having premarital sex. He stands firm on those. Yes, yes. And, um, and yeah, and so they are having this conversation and whatnot. And she's, she's trying to tempt him. And it, you can see it's kind of working, but not really. He's really trying to stand firm on his beliefs and whatnot. And so he and they ended up um, cutting the, uh, the, um, the coffee date short because Temptress, she ended up getting a headache because um, Dougie and Kay are talking about her and they're getting close to mm -hmm. um, understanding what's going on. So they're talking to like some kind of spiritual medium or something? Yes, yes, yes. So they, yeah, that's what it was. So, yeah, they go to a spiritual medium that, which is played by Melba Moore and she is the one that's revealing who this is. And so with them starting to get this understanding of who she is, that's the reason why her head started hurting. She went to the bathroom, started screaming mm -hmm. in the mirror and all this type of stuff. So she was like, oh, I got to go home. We got to cut this short. So Joel goes back to Kay's apartment. Um, Kay comes back to the apartment. Kay tells Joel, hey, this bitch is crazy. This is what's going on. I know you may think that I'm being jealous, but I'm really not. And you don't need to fool with her. Joel is like, yeah, no, I'm going to still talk to her. So they have words back and forth. 
And Kay tells Joel, well, if you're going to continue to talk to her, you got to get out. Really hurt Joel's heart. He was crying. Yeah. So, but but Kay is really clear that, you know, you're in danger. Yeah. This thing is coming for you. Yeah. You need to go back home. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he's not, he's not necessarily like kicking him out of the apartment, but telling him to go home. Right, right. He literally said, go home. And so, he called grandma he called and everything grandma, and told her what right, was going on. <laughs> right, right. You know it's bad when he, you tell on your grandma, you know, <laughs> or you tell your grandma on you, rather. So, yeah. So he did that or whatever. And what does Joel do? Joel makes matters worse. He goes to Tipsha's house. Well, see, Joel, the whole point for him, uh, Joel's like, you know, the whole point of me coming up here was to live life a little. And I know I'm sheltered and I need to be able to make my own choices and be independent and you're trying to tell me what to do all the time. Right. 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 So he's not going home. He went to um Temptress house. And the Temptress tried to tempt him with a drink that she spiked with whatever. And so, you know, he was stuttering, but nonetheless he told her no, he didn't want to drink it. So what does the temptress do? She takes a sip and she kisses him. So when she took the sip and kissed him, whatever was in that cup transferred to him and he started feeling woozy and he passed out. I don't know what could have been in that cup. I mean, that had to be the tiniest amount. Like, And she yeah. was going to give him a glass? Like, what? Right, right. And she only took a sip because I don't even think she swallowed it. No! Yeah. She only took a sip. She did not swallow it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was barely anything but it was it was strong enough to pass your mouth so all right well that happened so um all the while uh they he um temptress ended up going back to the bar and while she was at the bar um dougie and Kay drove up to the bar and um the new bartender he was throwing out trash and so they told him to uh spike her drink with holy water right and so he went in there and he spiked he did spike her drink with holy water even though he was completely shook to do it and like so obvious yeah you're so obvious super <laughs> obvious super obvious but she she took the drink, you know? So she, she drunk the um the spike drink and then she started having convulsions. And so they came in there, um, because basically what they were gonna do was gonna stab her in the heart and then do something with her heart. I think they were gonna go <laughs> bury it in a shallow grave or something like that. Yeah, yeah it was uh, while they were at the um the spiritual lady's place and uh uh Dougie was like, Yeah, don't we have to like uh, desecrate the body with holy water and to get it to rot and then pull up and still beating hard while we take it to the graveyard. Like, yeah, like, yeah, all like, these things, all these graphic ways to kill this, what, whatever she is. Like, right. and Kay was like, No, we right. don't have to do those things. Right, like, it was, it was a lot. So, they, um, so yeah, so she's like going through her convulsions and stuff, and then they come in. They have the knife. They got her down on the ground. Um, Dougie got on top of her, and right when he was about to stab her, he paused. So there was some force that was stopping him from stabbing her. And so then yeah, the force turned the knife on him. So now he's fighting to not stab himself. So then Kadeem tried to um, help him and um, ended up working. They ended up leaving. And so um, the convulsions eventually stopped or whatnot. So when they left, um, they start arguing on which way to go. And so they were right. like, you know what? Oh, because um, Kadeem's car got stolen. So right. yeah, so they had so they start arguing on which way to go. So then they was just like, you know what? I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you on the other side. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, That's so funny. Yeah. So they go there. I'm not even gonna argue with you. I'm just gonna. We're just, I'll right. see you later. Right. Right. This is this is probably be the best way for both of us. So, right, exactly. Yeah, so they uh, 
So yeah, they go their separate ways. Dougie um ends up um running into something. So he has to go the other way. He gets into this car and he's telling the car to drive off. When he tells the car to drive off, then we see that the driver is the bartender. But the bartender is a demon. He's all messed up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's actually a demon. So then there's something in the back seat with Dougie. And I think that's supposed to be her. It was something. Yeah, because yeah. the way she looks later on. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to be her. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. So, yeah. So, we only can assume what happened in that car because um, we don't see it. But um, then we um, cut to Kay going back home. So, Kay gets back home and he is completely shook. So, which is realistic. So he opens up the door and he's peeking through and he's like in his kung fu stance and he's doing all of this because he is completely shook. He doesn't know who's in here or anything, if anybody's in there. So um, nobody's in the apartment now ever. We have no idea like what her power set is. Right. Right. She seems to be able to do things when she's not even around you. Like Right, right, right. And it seems like she's more mental than anything yeah because she was in she was in joel's mental mm-hmm. you know to make you see things mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah so um k um there's nobody in k's apartment however his tv is on he has one of those old school floor model tvs mm-hmm. and the tv he sees that there is a person in the TV that looks exactly like him with the exact same clothes on. And that person is telling him to come to the TV. So he's like slowly coming to the TV. And then the next Why? Day, yeah, I wouldn't I would have hauled ass out that apartment. I mean, personally. So but you know, we wouldn't have this part of the movie if he did what I thought he should have done. And I would be okay with that. <laughs> right. But um, Kay gets closer and closer to the TV and he touches the screen and gets sucked in. Um, yeah. He gets chewed he gets in. Chewed in, I should say. Yeah. And then he's chewed up by a pair of lips and teeth. Yeah. Inside the television. Yeah. And it it wasn't gross until they spit back. And that was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's K. Sad way to go. Yeah. That was K. RIP to him. So, um, so yeah, so then we go back to Joel and the Temptress. So Joel is um sleep and then he wakes up. Once he wakes up, he's um he's in the bed, and next to him he's he's also he's also had another dream that his and his grandma has had same dream. Yes, and so um he wakes up and he sees that the temptress is next to him, and then he's looking all around at the walls and stuff, and the walls look like the same walls as his house in South Carolina. So he sits up. Yeah, it looks like his childhood bedroom. Yes. They're like they're like a cartoon character on the wall. Right. Right. And everything. Yeah. 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 So um next thing you know, his father walks in. The preacher walks in and he's like, You supposed to be dead. And he's like, But I'm you and starts, you know, um choking him. And then um, like and then he rolls over in the bed and the temptress isn't even really there. Yeah, yeah, the temptress ain't there no more. And then she up, but then the grandma comes in the room, and so then she goes after the grandma, and he tries to stop. He tries to stop her, but so they're fighting. Like him and the temptress are fighting on the bed, and he's um. She grabbed his hand and she bent his hand back. All the way back. Yeah, and it broke. Oh. Oh my so god. Horrible. 
stone painter. <laughs> so then he picks she picks him up and throws him to the corner and then um is choking the grandma. And while she's choking the grandma, we see Yeah, because grandma uh, grandma showed up. Grandma showed up to the apartment. Yes. I don't know how she got to the lady's place, but she showed up with a with a frying pan. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the a cats are in skillet. Right. Right. And then there was a Bible. And then scriptures got read. And then they got rid of the temptress. Oh, okay. That's how you have described it. Well, how would you describe it? Well, uh he you know, the temptress is choking the life out of the grandmother and she's trying to remind Joel you know, that there's power in the word. And so Joel remembers this and he's having flashbacks of his father saying this and uh, the Bible and the uh, cross are on the floor conveniently. So he's able to like crawl and roll over there. And he t- it takes a little, it takes a minute, man. And I, yeah. Grandma is still alive, but uh, he's able to somehow get the light from behind him to like come through the cross and paint his bigger cross on, on the temptress and that turns her into like this bug-eyed demon-looking thing, and then she turns into goo, and you just know it has to smell so crazy in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you went into a little bit more detail than me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there was this, there was something with Joel's bloodline, like in the Tentress, like she wanted to end that bloodline for some reason, but I. I'm not quite sure we ever got the story behind that. I was thinking it had something to do with him being like a virgin or this or that. No, it had something to do with his father. Because uh-huh. she was like, "That'll be the he's the last of that bloodline. That'll be the end of this or whatever." Mm. But we, we never really find out what happened because, like, she was the reason they even wrecked that car to begin with. Right. But why true. she's but why she's after his bloodline specifically. Yeah. Well maybe he, she was trying Not to get sure. rid of creatures. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that is a great question that um it would be great if somebody were to explain that part because what what made specifically this bloodline important that right. she was after them. Yeah, because yeah. like uh, they even get to the point where Joel's like, she basically called me to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that I mean that's pretty much pretty much what she did, you know. Um, but yeah, so you know after um, yeah after they get rid of her and whatnot, um, you know he goes back to his life or whatnot. But then we see that. Um, Dougie has uh, taken over. Which I don't understand how that happened. It happened in the back of that car. Is that what it was? Mm -hmm. And the driver is Kay. But when did that happen? So. Because they exploded her. But what? Whatever, whatever was in that back, whatever they did in that back seat that we didn't see, that's when that happened. So all I can think of, like, think of was like maybe the souls got transferred or something like that. I don't know, but it wasn't, it wasn't like your typical kill with those. Kids. No, you know what no. I mean. So maybe, maybe it was a soul his, transfer. I don't know. His was really the only death you didn't see. Right. Right. It was it was presumed. Well, I mean, all of them were pretty much presumed. Like, well, but really I mean, presumed. all of them were bloody. Like you, like you yeah. see them, like yeah. Right, right. So, but um, but yeah, yeah. Whatever happened in that back in that back seat is how he became who he is, mm-hmm. and then he had cake now. Kay was a weird killing, so I don't know how that killing would make you the assistant, but hey, stranger things have happened in movies, so, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, um, that's what ended up happening, um, so now he's the one 
getting hit on at the bar every night. He's gonna be taking mm-hmm. women home and killing them every night, every morning. So yeah. Um the person that played Joel, that's James Bond the third, and he not only acted in it, but he's the writer, producer, and director. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He dedicated the movie to his father and grandfather. Yeah, who both had passed on by the time this yeah. came out. By the time and so I'm the, I'm the only one left. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Oh, right, right. That was pretty bad. Um, and then their name is James. James Bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So, that is Death by Temptation. What were your thoughts on it? I really liked it. Did you? Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Well, I like that you liked it because normally you don't like my uh, suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I really liked it. I, um, it's a different story, you know, a uh, different kind of mythology, uh, different um i like the way the way it's, i like the way it's shot again like they have they use their sets in inventive ways so you can kind of blend dream spaces and things like that mm-hmm. um the, the character makeup and stuff was really cool um very dramatic lighting i loved it i thought it was really cool yeah. really good spooky season movie and i'm like why isn't this nobody ever talks about this movie i don't understand no, no they don't they really don't and um I did see that there is a fan page on Instagram, but they don't really um, post about it. They, they mm-hmm. don't really post anything. Um, and then also I've noticed that like when I do mention this movie to people, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, re- I distinctively remember watching this movie as a kid. And there was no reason why I should have been watching this movie as a kid. But I do <laughs> remember watching this movie as a kid, um, watching on TV, um, one of, one of them, um, channels, probably HBO, mm-hmm. yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, I do remember, but, yeah, I haven't seen it since then, so, and I'm talking about, yeah, like, I like elementary, it's... like, oh, wow, oh, my God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would not be alone. That's probably the best for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the movie's also very funny. Um, Dean Hardison is super charming. He is. And we yeah. uh, we forget how good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I like those scenes, like you said earlier, I like those scenes with Joel. You know? Especially when that scene when he was explaining how smitten he was with this girl that he met. Like, that was pretty cool. It was like somebody's talking to you in real life about somebody they met, you know? Yeah. You know, it was like, it's it's kind of like he pulled that from something, you know? Maybe that's how he yeah. felt when he met Shantae Moore. I don't know. Yeah. But. No, I, I, <laughs> I like to, you know, they're very different characters. They have, you know, different priorities and beliefs, even though they both went to some sort of religious school. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the way they relate to each other and, uh, you know, ask questions about each other, you know, get curious and, like, they're so happy to be around each other and it's just so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like um, their dynamic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, could you see this being remade? Absolutely. Yeah. I could as well. And I, was, I could I see it being it. like a even like a series, like a limited series kind of thing. Mm. I like that idea. I like that idea. Um, it would be great, like if somebody were to um, revisit this. Um, I would say Jordan Peele, but as a producer, not as a director. Mm-hmm. I would give it to Nia DaCosta for directing. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked the new Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he, and he was a producer on the, on the mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Um, 
So yeah, if yeah, somebody made me need to put a bug in their ear. Say, hey, why don't y'all revisit this? Yes. You know, so because it 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 was it was really good. Um it was. There are very clear, distinct characters and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They just maybe need to iron out a couple of things like the yeah. whole um, why is she targeting this family specifically? Right, right. You know? Why is she targeting the family specifically? Yeah. And what exactly is she? Right. And, you know, what exactly is she? What are her power sets? You know, because like we understand she's a demon, you know, temptation demon, but like is there a reason why she's there? Like, right, right, how right. does that work? Could you even, you know, dispatch her if you wanted to? Or... What are, what's the motivation for her? You know, that's why I would say like a, a mini series, mm-hmm. so you can dig a little bit more into the characters. Yeah, yeah. If it was a mini series, I would I would appreciate it being on AMC. Mm. AMC would do it do it justice. Yeah, or they're, they're it, doing a really good job right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So we have our rating system. Uh, we have one movie reel, trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. Five, a true classic. Maria, what say you? I would give it a five. Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I would probably, I would probably give it a four. And I would say that because of the things that need to be ironed out, a couple of things mm-hmm. that need to be ironed out. But other than that, like, because, you know, like everything from the acting to the story um, to the way it was shot on down, like everything, everything else was dope. Just mm-hmm. iron out those couple of things and not make the uh, blood so red. I didn't yeah. mind that. I thought that was, I thought that was fine, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I, I don't really need it to be realistic to get the point. Like, but well, well, no, but it was just like, oh gosh, like, oh, that was so fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the charm for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's what I would give it. Yeah, but that is Death by Temptation. So what are we watching next week? Ex Machina. Okay, I have never seen it. Is it's that on a- HBO. Well, it's on Max. Max, okay. Is that um, an A24 film? It is an A24 film. Okay. I haven't seen that one either, but I always wanted to, so yeah. it's a good time. Okay. All right, it came out in 2014. Okay. Ooh. It has 92% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, I heard a lot of things about it, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember hear, hearing it, but I haven't heard anything good, bad, or indifferent. So, but yeah, so that's what we'll be watching next time. So, Maria, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me online anywhere if I'm there. I'm at Valar More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. I'm also on another podcast called Nerdgasm Noir. It's uh, five black ladies talking about nerdy, geeky, pop culture, tech things. So you can come join us over there too. And where can I find you, Lindsay? Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renell. And also on my other podcast as well, The Ish We Talk. That's me and my cousin talking about um, hot topics. What y'all talk about? So this last episode, we talked about the whole Keith Lee situation. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that has uh taken over for the past series. You're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's been on the work. local news. It's been in Rolling Stone. It's been like, on CNN. Like, yes. It was everywhere. I'm like, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's out here doing the Lord's work, and I don't understand why people have a problem with him. I don't either. Like, yeah. He didn't do anything but talk about what his experience was. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that bad, but I haven't been. It really just depends time. on the work, like the kind of places you're going to, uh-huh. you know. Um, like Atlanta has a lot of celebrity and culture, right? Yeah. Celebrity kind of focus culture, and you also get like a lot of people who want to be capitalists, you know. Mm-hmm. 
so we get together and they own a business and uh, you know uh, a lot of business owners aren't the greatest people they're not particularly smart everybody's had a job that where they hate the boss or mm -hmm. you know right, right. Uh, things seem whack and these are the same people who run these businesses so right you know, it just depends on where you go. Cause uh, you know, if, you, if he had gone to, cause he went to a few other places that he actually liked. So yes. there yes. was, you know, and there was, they were like really near each other in a, in near college park and everything. And um, so there are still places like around that you can go to. It's not hard to get mm -hmm. good food, and good service. It's just that some of the places that he went to are those kind of places where it's very, they feel kind of entitled basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that's some bull. That's some yeah. bull. Yeah. Where they're focused a little bit more on aesthetics than actual food and definitely not focused on actual customer service. Right. And another thing is like most businesses and companies don't really treat customer service as a skill set or, or a strength. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of think anybody can do it and they're just going to pay you minimum wage to do it. And yeah, that's not, you're not really going to get the best customer service that way. <laughs> nope, you're going to get yeah. the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the, um, the owner of the real milk and honey, he sounds like he's a complete douche. Yeah, I mean that response was crazy. There was yeah, <laughs> he's been doing he he's been doing like a few things. There was one interview he did where he actually said, "You don't come for the customer service; you come for the food." What? That's wild. Like I would um, never give you a dime if that's how you're thinking. Exactly. You know and I mean? can you imagine how he's treating his employees if that's the way he talks? Right. Right. So. And like I said on our show yesterday, I just was like, you know, I look out for two things. I look out for my, uh, good customer service and my pockets. So mm -hmm. if you have horrible customer service or if you're charging out the ass, I don't care that you're a black business. I'm not going to patronize. Yeah. And that's no. the thing. That's the thing. Like folks want to lean on that. But then in the same breath, black people and their businesses unfortunately are known for having bad customer service and but the, here's the thing it's confirmation bias there's a lot of anti-blackness going around this conversation mm -hmm. or like the whole around the whole keith lee thing and like you have because you have restaurants and like kind of like a hookah bars and stuff like that that will have like all these rules yeah, about what insane. you can wear and all this kind of stuff exactly. and that itself is anti-black right uh, but then you'll also have people who are like all, every time I go to a black-owned business, it's always bad customer service. And that's not true. You that's also had bad customer service in other places as well. Right. And that is also anti-black. And yeah. then, you know, you have the people who are making these businesses coming in, feeling like I'm entitled to this black money, but I don't really need to treat the customer service as not really a priority. That is also anti-black. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it, but it's, it's just... Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you my money if you got bad customer service. Whether you exactly. white, black, in between. I don't exactly. care. But you but it's I mean, we have that here. Like you run into people that they're not in it for the craft, they're in it for capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're in it they're in it for the money. They don't care about customer service or anything like that. And they feel like they can treat you any old kind of way or talk to you any old kind of way. And you don't have to be like rude or cuss me out. Like you can talk in a condescending manner and I'm going to pick up on that and be like, you know, what? Right. Don't, don't even worry about it. I'm out. You know? Right. People know when they're not watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have done that, but I've done that with black and white in, in between. I don't care, you know, at the end of the day, but these same people want to lean on, oh, but it's a black business, support black business. No. You, you can't have it both ways. I'm not going to su support you to make me feel like crap. Right. What? Right. <laughs> and I'm not going to support you when you're robbing me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can probably get the same thing down the street at Sally's store for $10 less, or they may have coupons or have a percentage off or have sales like the like they don't want to do that in black in black businesses like it at least if stereotypically they don't want to do it but yeah but again i feel like a lot of that sometimes is confirmation bias because like i've been to so many black businesses where everything was just fine like yeah. unremarkable yeah. you know which is which is great i'm not really right. asking for does it have to be a superstar amazing experience right but like unremarkable is more most common 
Yeah. I'm gonna and, be okay if I if I yeah. come in without incident. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would be okay with that. But you're right, like you can have some black businesses where the customer service is stellar. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like you talking to your cousin, you know? And then you have some where they don't give a damn. Right. You know? So if you don't give a damn, we don't give a fuck. So I'll <laughs> right. um, find somewhere else. Right. I'll get somebody else to do it. I like. don't need this. At all, like <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this was episode forty of yeah. Romy's review of the movie, and we will see you guys next time for episode forty-one. Bye. Yes, for X Machina. Bye. Bye.